Hey, Chad. Hi, Cameron. Uh, I'm Cameron, and you're Chad. Yes. And this is Opinions Are Cheap. It is, with Cameron and Chad, which is the two of us when we put our names together with an and. And last week, we had a guest on. We did. He's not coming back, so don't worry about that. He was alright. I enjoyed talking to him about the World of Warcraft and the Warhammer and the the things we always talk about, but there was a third person. Yeah, it was nice having someone validate our opinions. Exactly. By just saying the same things we complain about. It made them feel a bit less cheap. Yay. If I'm being honest. Collective bargaining. Yeah, that's what that means. Let me see. So I just prestiged on Cookie Clicker here. Oh god, you're still doing the Cookie Clicker thing? Yeah, my, my prestige level right now is um 595,000. That seems like a lot. Yeah, I play a lot of cookie clicker. <laughs> Woohoo! Do you like play that at work? Um, no, it runs in the background. Oh, it just it just goes. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. So you could run it in the background at work. It well, it's running at home, like at oh, all and times. You just, oh, okay. That's funny. As long as I check in once a day, it's pretty much still running. I like how we've been you've been doing this for a very long time now, and I still don't apparently grasp cookie clicker. Because I ask you about it every time you bring it up, like I'm confused. I mean, it's pretty stupid, so I wouldn't expect you to like know about it. I guess sometimes I just feel pretty stupid. That's fair, too. Yay! Oh, boy. Um, so how was your week, Chad? You got any news with your cat? What was your cat up to? Oh, cat's been a cat. Oh, okay. He, uh, he's starting to use... Uh, the, one of the first scratching posts I bought for him wasn't like a post, it was like a this slanted piece of wood with fabric on it that he could, like, climb on and, and scratch at. He never wanted to use it, and he started finally using it. It's been in, like, kind of the hallway by the corner where my door is to my room. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy because he was going after the, the rug in there, and so he stopped using the rug, like, 60% of the time. The other 40%, he still scratches at the rug like a fucking asshole. But baby steps, I suppose. I think that's still good. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy that he's being a bit less of a dick. Uh otherwise that's that's the cat. I forgot to get him wet cat food last week, so he's just he's stuck with the dry until I go to the pet store. It feels like he deserves it. Yeah, I mean it won't kill him or nothing. And uh that's about it for, for, for old Ripley. Richard, what are your cats up to? What are his cats' names? Um I think they went, like, hipster garbage and, like, named them after Norse mythology gods or something. Oh, that is a little lame. <sighs> Thanks, Richard. You're you're bringing culture to the masses with your lame cats. You know, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad I, somebody I am did. right now. Exactly. <laughs> um, wow, this prestige level is bonkers. I am already up to the prism level. So I have 50 prisms, and each prism converts light into cookies. Oh, yeah? So that's a lot of prisms. Nice. Upgrade that to the atom condenser. So here's a fun story that would happen this week. And it's not that fun, but we have, we have this I, laser at it's work. It's an upgrade from playing cookie clicker, I'm sorry. It is an upgrade from playing cookie <laughs> clicker. So we got this new laser at work this year. We've had it for a bit. It's been 
It's been a thorn in our company side because we spent a lot of money on it to cut parts and we were not properly trained, it was not properly set up, COVID hit and and it turned things into a shit show. And we ended up hiring this consultant guy and he's got it up and running and he's been doing all kinds of fun tests with it and he's getting good results and Heather's like, hey, you should ask him if he could like, because I was looking for a, a piece of like metal artwork I wanted to hang in my living room. He's like, oh yeah, we could probably cut metal stuff on the laser. So I asked him about it. He's like, oh, yeah, it would be easy as hell. We, what we would do is we'd get a piece of, like, shiny aluminum. You put a, a coating of spray paint on, a special kind of ceramic in it. And then when the laser hits it, it superheats the ceramic past its boiling point, And then it just, like, melts it into the metal as black. And so you, you do black on, on chrome or, or aluminum or whatever. So I go online and I find a picture I really like that's kind of, like, related to Winter Sun. Because if I'm going to do something, I'm going to might as well do... Something about that. That would be actually pretty cool. And so I get him the picture, and he gets it ready to cut. And he's like, okay, tomorrow we're going to cut this part. We just have to swap out the pallet changer, and we're going to be good. I got everything fixed. So technician's going to swap out the pallet changer, and things aren't staying level. And she's like, well, this is weird. So she pulls off one of the covers to look inside, and like two dozen ball bearings just fall out of the machine and roll across the floor. No. So... That thing's broken again, and it will be fixed sometime next week, and then he's going to cut my part because he wants to see what it looks like because it gives him information, and I want to see what it looks like because it will go on my wall and my but house, what, and it's going to look cool. What would cause... Why is it breaking? So, we he thinks it had something to do with the way they set it up and that they didn't, like, seal one of the bearings on the on the encoder strip properly because, like, it went so high. Like, we, we moved the pallet up to switch it, and it's like it... it came loose from its housing or whatever and everything spilled out which should not be a thing that can happen on a 200 some thousand dollar piece of machinery so everyone is extremely happy and uh that was the big fun thing that broke this week well that's a shame yeah fun story though kinda i miss having stories like that from my old job when i worked at the airplane factory because it's like, oh, I got an interesting story from the airplane factory. And that's an easy way to open, like, any conversation. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, oh, I, I had to buy gloves, and they were out of gloves. My other thing, I had to have my second vocal lesson this week. Oh, yeah, tell me about that. You you um, you um asked me, like, a very innocent question, and I spent half an hour editing a video to prove a point. Yeah. So it went, to my mind, somewhat poorly. Uh, I was hoping we were going to progress in in one direction, and it turns out I don't have as much control over some of the anatomy in my throat as I thought I did. And so we spent the lesson trying to teach me that, and it didn't really work super well, and I came away kind of in pain. Oh. And he, because one of the things was like, okay, can you talk like Cookie Monster without, like, hurting yourself? The answer is no. And, uh... And then so I asked you, hey, can you do a Cookie Monster voice? And you're like, yeah, it's fucking easy. Anybody can. And then like an hour later, you're like, oh, I just recorded it myself and it didn't sound very good. So maybe I can't. And it's like, I feel vindicated now. But also, I'm still upset because I have I have a month to like figure this out or we're basically just going to repeat the lesson, only it's going to cost me $100 instead of 75 Yeah. But it, it is, it feels like a huge step back and I don't like it and... I'm like every other day I'm gonna like play with it, but then I have to. I feel like I have to take a day off because if I get it wrong, it like really feels uncomfortable, and I want to make sure I don't pull anything because then I'm out of commission for like a month. 
Right. The only good news is, since I'm an ongoing student with this guy, I can send him uh, video and audio clips for him to look at just like whenever I want, and he will give me immediate feedback within 24 hours. And he says none of his monthly students do that. And he's like, I hope you'll be the first. And it's like, you charge $60 for strangers that are not your students to do this. You're going to do this for me for free. Hell yes, I am 100% going to take you up on this. So I'm hoping tomorrow I get like a good 10 minutes and I get something right. But there's so many different ways to approach finding the muscles I need to find. And I don't know which one to pick. And it's really fucking frustrating. Because if I do it wrong, i got to wait at least two days before I can do it again. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to train when you have to actually rest it. Yeah, and and it's just like, hey, you know what you need to try to do is talk without using your vocal cords. And it's like, yeah, that's really hard. Like, I, the way I've been doing it involves lots of air pressure and my vocal cords. It's just, you don't hear them as much, but they're still there. And I need to get rid of them or long term I'm going to hurt myself. And so I really can't progress anywhere until I go back to, like, step two and relearn step two. And I... Not happy about it. I've been very bummed all week. I certainly understand that, though. But yeah. it sounds like you're still progressing, even if it, even if you have like a mild setback now. It's nice that you're like you are taking this serious and setting the groundwork for progress. Yeah, and like some of the the early foundational stuff that I was doing wrong, I do have a, a much better grasp of now. Like as far as breathing and and, and resonance placement, and those are going to be really really important going forward, and in like most types of singing. If I ever decide I feel like learning how to sing properly instead of, like, a dumbass howler monkey. So, like, it has been good. It's just, you know, you want to run to the finish line, right? You don't want to, like, slowly walk or maybe go off the path a bit because you see a neat river. You're going to take a picture, like... And so I feel like I'm early on in this, like, journey. I'm already meandering left and right, and, and I don't want to meander, but evidently that's where we're going. I don't you sound know why good I've now, watched... though. Yeah, I don't know why I've put so much, like, emotional investment in this. Well, it's a passion of yours. You enjoy it. Yeah, it's just, I can do music, like, all instrumental stuff, right? I got the bass guitar, I can learn how to play that. Like, I have other options. I don't need to technically do this, but this is the thing I really, really want to do for whatever reason. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Everybody feels that about something. I suppose. But yeah, that's that's largely been the uh, the gist of of my week. You've have you've had the big big old strokes. That and alcohol. Oh yeah, are you drinking something tonight? Yeah, I'm drinking vodka and apple juice again. I got a Smirnoff smash because I'm a, I don't know, suicidal. You know, whatever gets the job done. There we. Oh boy, you know what I love. What? Um, I love when I, I go on Twitter and I post uh, suicidal tweets and then people like genuinely say, nah, come on, man. That's an <laughs> uplifter. <laughs> oh, I moved into my new office at work this week. Oh, that's cool. So that's been interesting. Like I have my own little spot. It's kind of, it's in a weird position where like there's a main hallway, but it's so in a corner that a lot of people don't even know it's there. And so I'm like isolated, but not. But I have a whiteboard, and I've been, like, I have, like, my top five projects on one side, and I just, like, rank whatever random thought or poem comes in my head during the day at, like, the other side. Like, I got, like, an Emily Dixon, Dickinson poem up there because I'm artsy, but my handwriting's so bad, no one can read it anyways. I love having a whiteboard in the office. Um, Once on my break, I, I mapped out, like, I drew the whole, like, uh, atlas of um, Azeroth. 
Oh, really? And I and I drew like the where the ship and airship lines are and the trade routes and stuff. And I I didn't label it thing from World of Warcraft. I just made it look like a map with like things. Sure. And more than once, someone like thought it was like, oh, is that somewhere in Malaysia where they're building the plant? And I was like, like <laughs> well, yeah. And I would like I would go to like Stormwind or whatever, and it's like. Yeah, this is like I guess that's the capital there, but we're looking at maybe down here in Booty Bay. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. And that, that made me giggle. I had no respect for those people. I think everyone that I liked knew what it was, and sure. the people that I hate the most would ask like the cringiest questions, where it's like I feel the need to tease you and feel superior for five seconds. Yeah. So I'm leveling up my Cookie Dragon now. Nice. Crumblor. I got this guy at work, and not to get political, but, like, he's one of those people, it seems like every week he adds a new piece of political something to his either wardrobe or office area. Terrific. And it's, like... The fun at guy at it the was office. Just, yeah, he, at first it was just kind of annoying, and then now it's like, okay, dude, we get it. You you added a new hat to your thing. I You could, you could not... I don't know if he's trying to provoke people, or, like... I. Like if you if you go into somebody's office, and in this case, he's he's got like a, a wallet-sized picture of of Donald Trump, like in his office. Like instead of a picture of his wife, he's got the President of the United States, and it's so weird. I don't I don't know why a sane person would put up a picture of the any president in their office to look at all the time. Like you have you know if you have a pet or a girlfriend or a parents or. Literally anything else that means something to you because you spend time with it every day. He chose the president. He's got to be trying to bait people into fighting with him, right? Like, what? No, what? What other explanation is there? Well, yeah, that's. I mean, that's pretty much. Um, what's the word for it? Um, you can you can feel validation if you defend something. So if sure. someone's like. If someone's hassling you over a blank and you go, uh, no, I will stand my ground and I don't care what you think, then that makes you feel better about standing your ground, like out of principle. I suppose. So there is a thing to that, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the hills I'll die on are a lot not politics. Like the Oxford comma. Use it. Always. It's the best. It's my friend. And double spacing after periods. No, never do that. Yes, do that. No, we don't need to do that. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yes, it increases speeding. It, it, it increases reading speed and comprehension. No, it doesn't. They, yes, it does. There's well, a little shit. study that says that. Fucking, I don't even care. Modern fonts are not built around that. Cur- they have kerning now. We don't need double space they, between periods. No, they don't always have kerning. Well, the normal ones fucking do. Like not always. Sometimes you're gonna get an email shit. and it's just a block of text that's harder to read. So tell me, want to stop typing in Arial? It no, it doesn't matter how you type it. Sometimes when you just send an email, it doesn't format the same way when it comes out the other end. That's that's uh, that that's some HTML problems there. But yeah, that's something I that you don't... have to deal with. So it's very easy to just space correctly. Just double spacing after period. Increase reading comprehension. I'm going to Google the fuck out of this right now. Please don't use this study to justify your horrible habit. Okay, that's a really good way to start this article. (laughs) 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 The Atlantic, two spaces after a period may be better than one. 
Well, fuck you, the Atlantic. You should go down to Atlantis where you belong under the sea dying. So here's here's when you don't do it. You 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 don't want to double space when you're formatting a paper in a format that you're supposed to follow the format correctly. And there's different formats. You know what I mean? It's funny because all of the, the, the grammar sites are just like, no, don't do this. But then all of the, the dumb magazine think piece whatever bullshit are like, maybe you should. And it's like, nope, I, I have, I've, I've drawn my line in the sand. Oh, I've gotta, had to um, edit gotta, documents I, at work, and I will remove all of the double spaces after periods because they drive me nuts. I add double spaces every word. <laughs> I go replace all spaces with two spaces. And the computer says, I cannot do that. I require the captain's override. And they say, execute order 66. <laughs> I was invited to a meeting. It was a safety meeting. It was a bit ago, and they pulled up whatever big document we were going through it and making sure like all this safety stuff is correct at this company and we finished and they're like does anybody have any closing thoughts and i was like i have a few and i just started going through all of the grammatical errors in the document then there was one guy who kept going oh yeah i noticed that too and it's like why don't you fucking say anything buddy well i like um there was one we, we had a safety meeting where they spelled a part they kept doing a part wrong where every time they wanted to say that something was a part of the process, they would write the word apart. Mm. And I, I asked somebody afterwards, like, was that bugging you? Because it was distracting to me. And they didn't know, they didn't understand the difference between those two things. And I gave them example sentences, and they're like, well, yeah, but you're saying them differently. And it's like, <laughs> I guess I won't talk to you ever again. <laughs> like, the, the ship sailed on this friendship. Oh, it's so hard being me sometimes, so anyways, a white person. I'm suicidal now. <laughs> I'm gonna go I tweet about laugh it. At that. That's something still. You ever you ever listen to that Weird Al song about um first world problems? No, but I bet it's good. Oh, that one's brilliant. It's it's a catchy one that he did, but there's um like the lyrics are so spot on perfect that I just love that song so much. I haven't listened to Weird Al in a long time. Um, I found out my Alexa has a really good Weird Al playlist, so I just I come home and say, "Play Weird Al," nice. and turn off lights. I must cry. That's weird cry music. I had a funny. I had a conversation. I said, "I said, hey Alexa, will I ever find true love?" And and then Alexa said, I, "I'm checking online for an answer to your question." I found that true love does exist. And I said, thank you, Alexa. That makes me feel better. And I said, any time. I hope you had a nice Monday. And I was like, I'm having a computer conversation. It's the future. It is the future. Uh, I don't know. So, hey, you know how... Oh, no, Chaos Cookie. Dare I click it? God it. damn it. Uh-oh. I got a cookie clot in my production is halved for three minutes. I'm going to close this tab. Cookie I'm done clot with that. like blood clot. Now you're dead. Um, so, you know how I'm, like, I'm always contrarian about things, and then every time I have the opportunity to make a decision, I make the wrong decision? Yes. So I bought the new Avengers game. Oh, interesting. Yeah, um, I, I'm honestly, I was expecting it to be, like, an enjoyable train wreck, and that's kind of what I wanted out of it. Mm -hmm. It's actually impressed me. <laughs> I've been enjoying it. 
it, it has little bugs in it, but honestly, I don't think the design is as bad as the previews made it look. Interesting. But it's been getting me thinking a lot about like superheroes and stuff lately. Um, it's not perfect. Like the Spider-Man game makes you feel like Spider-Man, and the Batman game makes you feel like Batman. I wouldn't go that far with this, but the characters really do have nice move sets. That's good. And um, and visually, it's really impressive, and the sounds are cool. Um, I love uh, like with Thor. You can throw the hammer, which is a like a given. Mm-hmm. But it's like you you hold the left trigger to look down the sights, and you can like toss it real fast, or you can do that thing where you like spin it up, and like you charge it before you throw it, and that's satisfying to do. But then when you throw it, it just goes, and you have to actually push a different button to call it back, so you can incorporate that into combos. Oh, cool. And that's really satisfying. Like, there's little details like that where each character kind of does something unique. And it's like, oh, I really enjoy that. Well, I'm glad you're having fun with it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, do, do you like Kamala Khan? Did they write her a good book yet? I don't know who that is. Uh, Miss Marvel. Oh. Um, I The movie? Wait, no. That's Captain Marvel. Who the fuck is Miss Marvel? Oh, so you don't even... <laughs> So I was hoping that you would you would enlighten me because I they're really pushing Kamala to be like an important character because uh, I think she's been like a headliner and like this is like the third Avenger game where they put her front and center and it's like they're telling me that I have to like her and it's like oh are they are they pivoting this because there's demand for it or do they have like a plan and they want attachment for her because I know she's getting a movie eventually but I don't think they've even cast her yet. Not gonna lie, I'm really curious to see what shows up. No, they won't be on E621. That's for furry shit. Never mind. I'm not gonna do it. You're safe, everybody. You're safe this time. Now, I I don't read Marvel comics a whole lot ever, so uh, she's new to me. Like I've seen pictures of her before. I pulled a, I pulled an image up, but I don't know anything about her. She looks like she's stretchy. Uh, what what is it? Um. She no, she can make herself bigger, but it's like she doesn't fully understand her powers yet either. So it's like I think she can polymorph and like change shape, but it's like she's not good at it. So instead, she just like out of reflex makes her fists big and slams something. You know, I know the big thing. Like you hear something like that, and you're like, I wonder how she uses that in the sex, because that's a, a specific kink for some people. But you have to wonder, like, it, w- it would obviously never come up in the comics or, or the movies. And I kind of want to see a comic explore that, like, she's dating someone and, 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 and just like, oh, by the way, I can do this. And the guy's just like, you know what I would really like for you to do? Is make your foot huge and step on me. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm certain that's like an art thing. Yeah. Um, I think, uh... It's more, I guess, like, reframing, it's like using your superpowers for not superpower-related things. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure, like, uh, uh, I guess, like, I'm reading the Animorphs books, right? I read number 10 today, and that's usually, like, the start of a handful of the books now, is it's two characters getting ready to do a thing, and they're like, well, we're really only supposed to use these for, like, fighting the aliens, but what if we turn into dogs and stuck into an outdoor concert? It's like, fuck yeah, we should do that. (laughs) 
And it's like, yeah, you should. Your kids, that's a great way to use your, your superpowers is to not superpower things. And I kind of want more of, of that in a way. I like I like uh, I finished the first season of Harley Quinn and and I really like Clayface's character because he just turns into other people, and so he will do that kind of not always randomly like he's got an intention to it but he'll just like I'm this person now and here's my character story where it, it he just he has fun with his abilities in ways that a lot of the other characters don't, and I appreciate that because if you could do that you would do it like why the fuck wouldn't you right. I think that's something else I was thinking about was like with superpowers, you know, if you if you ask somebody like, what superpower would you want? Normally, they'll say something like flying or invisibility mm-hmm. or or super speed or something. And it's usually something like immediately practical, like, oh, if I could just avoid traffic. And it's like, I would I would love it if I had the worst superpower, like something so like ob- obscenely obscure that there's never call for it. Like I can, I can take a piece of paper, and if I touch it, it'll it'll turn blue. That would be a uh, and there's like there's remedial. no utility for it, but check it out. I can do this. Like hey, ch- check this out. I can look what I can do. And there's no like actual gain there. Right. I think that would be really funny. <laughs> I like the idea. You have something like that, and you're just doing it, and like the other superpowered people are like, no, we have to keep superpowers a secret. Like they're forced to recruit you into their thing. Because you have a superpower, but it's so worthless. But they have to impress upon you that no, this is this is stuff we can't let out that superpowers exist. And so you're just like <laughs> part of the Justice League, and they're just like, okay, so I stopped a tank today from destroying, you know, civilians in an Afghanistan. And you're like, I turned paper blue. Um did you, did you ever watch Teen Titans Go? No, I really want to see the movie. Um, there was a really good one where they kicked Beast Boy out of the group. And they were recruiting other superheroes to take that slot. And the Wonder Twins showed up. And they're like, oh, she can turn into animals. That's perfect. And it's like, but we only need one. Um, Like, what's your thing? You turn into water. Uh, we, You could be the receptionist. And they just, like, assign him the job of receptionist. So he just sits at the front desk and, like, gets a phone call. He's like, no, this isn't the Batcave. And hangs up. I liked uh, the Wonder oh, Twins comic that came out last week. I muted uh, myself. That series has been good, right? Yeah, there was it was a, I think a twelve issue mini, and it did what a lot of twelve issue minis do, and it had like too much plot for its twelve issues. It was sort of like we should really have sixteen issues or fourteen issues, mm. and so there was some weird pacing problems in the, the middle of it. But largely, it was it was pretty good. It was it was really funny, and uh, it did. I like how it how it handled the characters, or like the the what's the hell's name of the girl, the one who can turn into useful things was like the practical one, and then Zant, who can turn into water, was kind of a, an airhead, but they gave him a lot of useful things to do, like in terms of fighting and, and things like that. Like he turned into a wave once. Like he he made they made his powers make sense, and it was a joke, but it was also not a joke, and I, I think they walked a really good line with it. Well, good. I think that's really going to be key with that. Um, not not just for the terms of storytelling, but also there's just baggage when you take a character that like people recognize as being not useful. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know a lot of people that go, man, the Wonder Twins are cool. Like, that's not the go-to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to factor that into the writing. 
There was one, I'm pretty sure this is how the gag went, it's been a bit, but like, he was on a date with somebody, and he was really excited, they went to see a movie, and the girl wasn't into him, and basically like, hooked up with a different guy, mid-movie, and was like, making out with this guy, and he and he was just watching the movie, and having a really good time, and just like, hey, new guy, you want to you borrow my popcorn, you want some popcorn? And so he comes out of the date, and his sister's like, holy shit, she left you like, mid-date, and he was like... Yeah, but it was a great movie, and I enjoyed spending time with her and him. We had a good time. Like, and he was just like, no, this is fine. I, I got exactly what I wanted out of this experience, which is a movie and popcorn and soda. And uh, I, I really appreciated, like, his character, because he was like that pretty much throughout the entire series. It's just like, what's the positive thing on this situation? I'm gonna I'm gonna only going to look at that thing. It's like, oh, man, I can't do that at all. <laughs> Not once. Did you ever watch the other episode of Lower Decks? No, I need to do that. Okay, I won't say anything then. I can do that tomorrow. I have tomorrow off. I can spend it on cartoons. Um, I did like the uh, that third episode, though, the one that you watched. Yeah, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, it was cute. Uh, oh, so I want to bring back the superpowers, though. Okay. Um, I was thinking about... Like what? What would you define um, Doctor Strange's powers to be? Oh, um, because I feel like he falls into a camp of story relevant plot armor, where it like it's too flexible. Where like, oh, things will just happen away because that can happen. Because he he basically manipulates reality itself. Yeah, they, they call it magic, but I feel like a lot of what he does is less magic in like the harry potter sense or in most sense in more like i'm going to change gravity for me so now i'm walking on the wall i'm gonna yeah he it is kind of plot specific like uh, there's an aesthetic to it yeah there's a there theme rules yeah but it's like there's a point where the rules don't matter and it's more about like the superpower is hand waving yeah and i was thinking about like i think that's my favorite version of superman is when he's in a situation where it's literally just hand-waving. Like, every issue, he has a new power in the beginning. Sure. Like, even, like, early Superman didn't even fly. He he would just, he could jump as high and far as he wanted to and accurately land, because he's that good at jumping. Right. You know, it's like, that's how bonkers his stupid powers were. It's just like, something bad is going to happen. What could Superman possibly do to stop it? And, oh, he has laser eyes and will melt the car. And oh, I didn't know he could do that. And it's like there's a point where, like, when you're playing a DC um, fighting game, and he has like a limited skill set, and you have to make sure that Batman can beat him. It's like I don't like Superman anymore. I feel like Batman was a similar kind of character where his utility belt had exactly what he needed. And I know that the common joke is the shark repellent, where it's like, yeah. why would you have that? I feel like that's more. Um, that comes up more in the Adam West show than the comics, though. Like it, yeah. that, there was a presence of that in the comics, but I feel like the show like turned it into a joke. Dude, I love Adam West Batman. Oh yeah, I've watched some of that though over the last couple weeks because uh, my dad's just had it on when we're over. It is fucking funny. No, I like it. Um, it's nice. So there's a new Batman comic that came out last week called like Batman and the Three Jokers, and. Uh, Apparently, a handful of years ago, there's a big event comic, and, and Batman gets to sit on this chair, and he can ask 
the chair question to get basically any answer he wants in the universe. Like, it, it's universal knowledge. And he goes, what's the Joker's name? Because, of course, if you had this chair and you could ask literally any question you wanted and get an answer to it, you would ask about a fucking clown who sometimes drives cars into things, right? Like, like anyways, the chair goes, which Joker? There are three of them. And then that was, that was the dun-dun-dun. And so, like, four, four years, and now this guy is finally getting to write his Batman and the Three Jokers series. And it is such, it's such a dreary, shitty... I fucking hate this version of Batman that we see <laughs> in all the comics now, all the movies, where he's so gritty and sad, and, every, and his parents are dead. Did you know his parents are dead, Cameron? I bet you forgot, because we have to cover that every time his name shows up now. And Man, I think that's my favorite comment. We got that new Batman trailer for the movie... And one of the comments was like, "Yeah, I hope they go into his backstory more. Like, you know, does he have parents? What's what's his deal there?" <laughs> and it just made me crack up. I know that's a joke that's been told before, but the way this guy wrote it was so perfect. Where it's like, this is like the twentieth Batman movie, and it's like, yeah, but what, you know, what would make him dress up like a bat? I'd like to know. It's funny, like the 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 back and forth on this comic is either like, "Oh, this is one of the best Batman comics ever. It's going to be seminal. Everyone who likes Batman is going to have to read it." and I'm so fucking sick of this. This is boring. The Joker's written like shit. Batman is not even a character anymore. And it, I fall on that side of it. And so it's funny, like, watching Adam West Batman, where I, I feel like he's got a personality. It's goofy. It, it is clearly not what I think people maybe want as a collective anymore, because Batman still sells a lot of copies. But goddamn, it has style, it has charm, and it has... Just everything Batman doesn't have anymore. Like, it has a reason to be there. It's something different. Hey, Batman. Do you, though? I... Yes and no. no. I really yes. liked Harley Yes Quinn. is an okay answer. <laughs> huh? Yes is an okay oh, answer. Oh, okay. We're okay. Just, <laughs> I, I like versions of... I love the Lego Batman. Honestly, uh, Batman... <laughs> All-Star Batman and Robin by Frank Miller, which is wildly reviled by Batman fans because it's a fucking stupid. And honest, I really had fun with that once I got into it. Because Batman is written as if he thinks he's as cool as Batman fans think he is. And it is it is so weird. Like, the dude's a fucking sociopath. And, I, and the big debate is whether this was done on purpose or not because Frank Miller's kind of a shitty writer. But honestly, I think it was. I, I, I don't... I think... I think he was doing this on purpose to poke fun at Batman, but it's just like Batman like swearing at Robin and calling him retarded and be like, "I'm the goddamn Batman. I drive a goddamn Batman mobile because I'm cool." It it it's so absurd, and I love it. I think, well, if we're being serious, my favorite Batman is from the animated series. Sure. Um, I feel like that balanced like cartoony action with like relatively heavy story. Mm-hmm. Like they had to keep it child appropriate, but also people will die, so it's like it's not trying to be dreary and and like metal, right? But there's stakes and there's sadness and they deal with things. Um, if we're talking about funny parody Batman and the same line of like the Lego Batman, I think one of my favorites is a YouTube poop. Do you ever watch those? No. Do you know what they are? Vaguely. So YouTube poop is where you take like a video and then you kind of edit it and you'll do things to it like you you um you could just break up the pacing or you rearrange the words so that sentences are different. 
or you remix it into a song. Like, it's that kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, there was a really good one that was edited so... <laughs> it's so it's so dramatically. This guy takes stuff and he makes it, like, depressing. And um, there's this one where he took an episode of the Batman animated series where, like, they're, Batman and Robin are driving somewhere. And it's, like, it's playing the Batman music, but it's, like, playing out of the car radio. And it's just this, like, awkward silence for a while. And and Robin will, like, push a button, and the music stops, and Batman turns it back on, and then it just goes back to silence. <laughs> and they, <laughs> they, he crashes it. Like, he crashes the Batmobile into something, like, the drawbridge closed on it. And so he pulls into his secret uh, contact that repairs it. Um... But they edit it in this way where Batman doesn't address these people. So, like, he, he pulls into a secret garage and it lowers down into the, the dungeon. And there's a, a mechanic and his daughter, who's also a mechanic. And Batman gets out and the guy's like, wow, Bats, you, you messed up the Batmobile again. And Batman just glares at him and walks away. And then it starts playing this sad music and it's this montage of them fixing it. And they fix the Batmobile and Batman comes back and he jumps in. And you can, <laughs> you can um, you can hear the Batman theme song like playing on the radio, like through the rolled up windows, where it's muffled, and the and the mechanics standing there, and the window rolls down a little bit, and the music's like drowning it out, and and the guy's like, um, so you you doing okay there, bats? And then the window goes back up, and he just drives off, and it's like this weird. The whole time is so like tense, where it's like, is something gonna happen? Like you know, it's not because there's no footage of something happening, right? But you expect Batman to like jump out and just beat him up for being a, a jerk. Like it sets this weird tone just through the clever editing, and it's like I can picture Batman being a total sociopath, oh, and in sure. his mind, he's just being a superhero. But really, like he actually is like the menace that that uh, JJ says he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like I like how he's written in Harley. He doesn't have a lot of dialogue and he's fairly like his normal Batman, but his relationship with Gordon is really funny where where he considers them work friends and then Gordon considers them like almost best friends cuz Gordon has no friends and his <laughs> wife is like threatening to leave him and he's an alcoholic who just walks <laughs> with a hunch. And he's just like Gordon, you got to stop using the bat signal unless there's a problem. He's like, "Oh, there's a problem. My wife wants to leave me, Batman." He's like, we're work friends, Gordon. I thought we got... He's got, like, pictures of him on his phone, you know, like, as his background or whatever. And then, uh... It's just... It's it's really good because it, Batman's trying to be a straight man in the most absurd town. And he mostly succeeds, but there are times when you can tell he doesn't, and it adds, like, humanity to him that he desperately needs. And it it works so fucking well. Like, Harley Quinn, the cartoon, is written so well. I... I Love that cartoon. Season one is great. I'm legitimately surprised more people aren't talking about it. My only complaint is that there's some kind of superhero Deus Ex Machina bullshit in the last episode. Does that matter though? I kind of hoped it would be better than it. But I mean, no. But who cares? I, I feel like that's I, not what the show is about. No, and I, like even I, I, I totally knew it was gonna happen. Like as soon as they faked the death, they're like that person's dead. It's like no, this show isn't gonna kill that person off. And then they didn't. And it's like, okay, yeah. Well, I don't know. Did you see I'm the one where, where Joker found out who Batman was? Yes, that scene is fucking amazing. I laughed so hard. Like, it was it was funny enough because it felt like a uh, Venture Brothers skit. 
Yeah. But the punch at the end where he where he's like mad at Bruce, where he just like complete like he just killed somebody and so he just turns to Bruce and like slaps him. He's like, Where's my electric car? I <laughs> just yeah. like complaining about like well, now that I know you're Bruce Wayne. Why do you keep tweeting about your stocks all the time? And it's like it it cracked me up because that was like a step further than Friendship Brothers would take it. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that. And it's like, wow, this show is like smarter than people give it credit. Venture Brothers, by the way, I finished season four the other day. See, this three or four, the one where um, uh, number twenty four gets killed in the explosion. Okay. God, that show is fucking brilliant. It is so fun. My parents love it. By the way, we're watching that one together, and uh, it's just like shit. Not everyone's here. I guess we have to wait till tomorrow when everyone's here so we can watch the next couple episodes. There are so many clever concepts in that show. I think one of my favorites, though, is how they reinvented the Fantastic Four, where it's like, they're not superpowers. They're actually, like, unhealthy, dangerous mutations that are ruining your lives. It's like, that's brilliant. (laughs) I love the Voltron and then the the things. I can't remember what is the Tem or something like that. And it's just like a clown head because he's a a little mentally deficient. And the way it treats that... 2020 is different than it was when it was written. I still think it's fucking funny. <laughs> I like um, I, I I like a lot of the stuff with um, oh shoot, what's his name? The the Doctor Strange equivalent. Oh, Orpheus. Orpheus. Um, I love how like he's he's relatively grounded, but also magic is real. Mm-hmm. So he has that like theatrics element to things. But also, it's real. It's not like he's doing a stage act. It's like he he's will, so f- like, levitate the T over to him. Yeah. So it's just, like, that's part of his life. And I love how they handle that character because it's, like, he's, like, well-intentioned. But also, he's, like, kind of sometimes he doesn't care about whatever's going on either. And it's, like, I, I kind of love this guy. He's, like, one of my favorite characters. He's such a fucking bro when he when, – like, when they need him, no matter how stupid it is. Like, if they really need him, he is there. Like yeah, an episode of Avengers he, trying to get military contracts, so he Orpheus is just like dressing up as different characters and pretending he either yes. works there or bought he's, something there. He's such a good friend. Yes. Um, I love that one. Uh, I, I mean, have, have you watched the whole series? I've actually not watched the whole series. Okay, I don't know if you've seen this one yet, though. Have you seen that episode where they go to Spanakopita? No. Okay, we'll talk about that later. That's one of my favorite episodes, though. It's funny, like... I used to watch the Venture Brothers when it was airing, but I would not catch it regularly, and I feel like they never played the episodes in any real order on Adult Swim. Like, they would when it was airing, but then, like, if they were doing repeats, it would just be, like, a shotgun thing. So I I had seen quite a few episodes. I had never seen an episode with Dr. Orpheus until we started watching it, like, in proper order. And I was like, oh, he must be a one-off character. And it's like, oh, no, he's just around. I just somehow completely missed him. Yeah, he's not always there. Um, yeah, Adult Swim's kind of weird about their reruns. I think what what happened, they would show them in sequence, but they would show, like, four episodes a night or something. Oh, maybe that like, was it. Like, they, they would get in these weird habits where it's, like, it goes so fast that if you're not, if you're not up late watching it every single night, then it doesn't work for you. Right. Um, but yeah, I, Adventure Brothers is really good. I, I love what they do with superpowers, um... You know, I'm not sure exactly. Did you see the monarch and Doctor Girlfriend get married? Yes, I love that episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. It it functions as like a fun like backstory flashback episode, but it also leans into like 
the weird quirks and traditions of the the villain council and how they kind of have this like ritual yeah but also it reinforces their love for each other in such a way where you don't like assume that like oh and they're just gonna get a divorce next season it's like no they really do love each other and you feel warm about it by the end (laughs) i love the monarch so much partly it's nice completely absurd but there's there's something about him that He's written so well. I love his voice. Just not just a voice actor, but just the way he talks and like and like the way his dialogues written. Like everything about him is perfect. He's yeah. the perfect character of who he is. And it, it it is so great. And then Doctor Girlfriend is such a good foil. Like God, that show is good. Yeah, it really is. Um I love I love both of them. I love the uh the way they write the characters, the stuff they have them. Like, they get into situations where you want to see what they do with the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's rewarding. It's um, like when Sergeant Hatred is a pedophile, and he just becomes, like, a, a main character. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Um, It's, it's kind of... It's such a unique show, I guess. It really is. Um, I do... Again, going back to Harley Quinn, there's things about that where I'm glad that they're just not trying to be Venture Brothers. Oh, for sure. Because that I thought that's what they were maybe trying to do at one point. Um, and How it's like, oh no, they, they're finding their own voice, and I really like that. Have you seen all of Harley, or just the first season, second season? No, I've seen like a handful of clips. Okay. So I've only seen like highlights. It is. It is a remarkably good show. Yeah. Um. The more I see of it, it's like, wow. Like. I had very low expectations and no one's talking about it. Like, it's not like people tell me, oh, you got to watch this. It's like I stumble on a clip on YouTube. I love the idea that, like, Professor Psycho gets kicked out of the the Legion of Doom because he called Wonder Woman a cunt. And, like, they're the Legion of Doom, but they don't do that. They respect women. (laughs) I, I like how they handle the whole thing where, like, wasn't there an episode where she went back to Joker and, like, it was like slipping into like abusive relationship territory again. And she's wearing the old costume. And it's like, it, it was never like so heavy where it's like, oh, this is a special episode where they're being serious. But also it addressed like serious problems. And it's nice to see her get out of that. Yeah, she's written really well. And so is the Joker. And like their relationship is clearly toxic as fuck. And like a lot of the beginning of it is her like realizing that. And then she does end up slipping back into it because he's being super manipulative. And you know it as a viewer, and you want her to figure it out right away. But you know, but she doesn't. But from her perspective, like, she's getting the right signals. Like, it is really well written. Yeah. Almost better than it deserves. Uh, honestly, kind of. I, I, yeah, I won't, I won't go that far because I, I think, like, the whole... I, I think DC stuff should be a higher quality than it tends to be. So it's kind of like, I'm glad they finally did something right. Like, I watched, uh, there's a trailer for the new Suicide Squad game, and I I really am not looking forward to that. <laughs> did you see that? No, I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, the guys that made the, um, the Arkham games, they're doing a Suicide Squad. Oh, interesting. Honestly, it might turn out good, but the presentation didn't win me over yet. Sure. Um... I don't know. There's a cute, uh, you, one of the playable characters is Captain Boomerang, 
and like the suicide squads on on the case or whatever and it's like there's like a military shootout and all this stuff's going on and the radio's calling in and harley's like oh we need backup we need cover on delta position and it zooms back and she's like she's role-playing war with her fingers and she's like ducking behind like cups and things nice. and like trying to walk over to a, a plate of pizza and she's like on the radio calling for backup and stuff and they're they're basically just blowing off their assignment and and somebody's like well who are we supposed to kill they called us in for a reason and then they they all look up and <laughs> like captain boomerang's like hey did we figure out who we're supposed to kill yet and they all point and superman's there but he's evil mm. and there's just like really intimidating shot where like he's like the sun's behind him so he's all like shadowy and you see his eye lasers are like warming up and he's like glaring at him and then a boomerang hits superman like on the back of the head um and and captain boomerang's like harley why'd you throw that and it's that's like kind of funny well that's the thing it's like oh they they might do something with this i'm not sold yeah they they have moments where it's like oh i mm, mm, we'll see i don't know yeah are you gonna see the new wonder woman movie are you looking forward to the wonder woman movie um i'll see it eventually at some time someday yeah, I, I'm really not in the mood for, like, I, I love the superhero stuff, but it's like, uh, like, I watched the trailer and I'm like, I'm not in the mood for this right now. Yeah. I still, I still feel burnt out from Endgame. And no, I really. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. I didn't enjoy the Spider-Man after either. Oh, I never saw that one. Um, I think there's things in it that they did well, but I didn't care like, it, it felt like a lot to ask for me to care after watching Endgame. Sure. It's like, I, I they, they did that Dragon Ball problem where I think they raised the stakes too high, where now, you know, if, if the planet's not going to explode, I kind of don't care about it. I feel like I'm kind of done with maybe some of these superhero movies. Like, Endgame was the jumping off point. I want to see, eventually, the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie, because I really like those characters. But all the other stuff, I really just... I, it's not that I don't care, it's just that I, I feel like I'm at a point where I don't need to care. And that's neat. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's new characters that I would like to see. Um, I, I would like to see Doctor Strange 2, because he's my favorite, and that movie's supposed to be kind of different. So it's like, okay, I'm curious. Um, I wanted to see like Black Panther 2, because they did a really good job with the first one. Um... Well, well. So wait, what is it? Is there going to be Black Panther two? Because Chadwick Boseman recently passed away from colon cancer. Yeah. So I have no idea where that series is. I well, I mean, they they can recast and it it won't be the same. What, but what a f- fucking shame, by the way. He was great. Yeah. Like he was so fucking young too. It is such horseshit, and it also makes me want to go get checked for colon cancer when I turn like thirty five. Well, yeah. I mean, normally they don't recommend doing that until you hit, like, your 40s or even later, but I'm just like, well, I don't know about that. Evidently, you can definitely get it earlier, and, uh, you know, if, if anybody's going to kill me, well, I'd rather, like, yeah, not That's not prostate cancer. cancer. Oh. I th- no, I thought colon was the same, because my dad didn't get start get, getting checked for that till he was much older. Yeah, that's that's the other one. That's the one thing, though. I know it runs in the family a bit. Not, not that I want to like spend time talking about cancer. Yeah, let's go back to talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's not cancer. 
<laughs> um, I don't. I used to look forward to Guardians of the Galaxy three, and right now it's like you know what? One was enough. <laughs> it's like the, some of the sequely stuff. It's like I, I tell me when you get Squirrel Girl. Yes, uh, you definitely. know I'm like I'm kind of like okay, hey, you guys want to want to try um the X Men? You're gonna do an X Men or something? I I'm curious, but. You know, Captain Marvel two, uh, I don't know. Um, what was the other one? I'm thinking of the TV shows, but, but there's more movies, right? Oh, Thor! Like, I really don't like Natalie Portman. <laughs> I don't think I can watch a movie where she's the star. Sure. Um. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I feel like I, oh, I I like Black Widow enough. I should see her movie. But I don't care. Just don't care anymore. It's been so, there's so many. Yeah, at least with that one though, um, that's coming to Disney Plus in like December. Yeah. So I'm gonna get to see that one anyways. Haha. Boy, you know I'm. You know what I'm gonna miss when COVID's over? Hmm. Is the traffic. Man, it takes me like 15 minutes to get to work. Oh yeah. Yeah, like everything's bare. I'm in Wisconsin, and we're definitely not treating it as seriously as other states, so traffic's back to normal now. Yeah, I'm starting to feel... There were two crashes on the way home today. Oh, jeez. And so I had to, like, stop twice. And it's like, man, I... <laughs> that's that's the one thing I was enjoying this year, <laughs> was the amazing transit. So that, pa- that part's over. Now just the bad part's left of COVID. Yeah... It, it, oh boy! What a fucking weird year. I missed so many concerts this year. Uh, so speaking of cancer, um, how would you like to share a glad space? I love that transition. I love it a lot. I want you to know that. Okay. Friends. Thank you. I feel like I've I've I don't know what glad space. I have two things that actually made me glad, and they happened within the last twenty four hours. Both of them. Here's the interesting one. So. Um, I'm over yesterday uh, with my dad. We're having a drink. We're getting ready to go play ping pong. And my mom comes home. She's like, hey, hey, Chad, how how difficult is it to, like, take a pop song and make it into a metal song? And it's like, well, that's a complicated answer because it depends on the pop song. It depends on everything I can find that would help me. Why do you ask? Because that's a weird question. She's like, well, I was listening to this ABBA song on the way home, and I was like, you know... This would be really fun to turn into like a heavy metal song. And I was wondering if we could do that. And I was like, well, well, yeah, we could if I could, if I can find a MIDI file. So I went and Googled it and I found one right away. And it's like, I mean, if you seriously, mom, if you want to do this, we can do this. And so I started fucking around with guitar tones today and, and, and I'm having, I'm already hitting issues because the, the file and the song itself don't have the right BPM, but that's fixable. I could, I can work with that. But basically, like, I, I might be collabing on a metal song with my mom for an ABBA song. I don't even really like what she really likes. And it's but that such sounds a, fun! It's such a weird project, but mom is so fucking cool, though. Because she wants me to do vocal stuff in it, too. She's like, I don't know, we, we haven't figured out how we're going to put this together yet, really. Other than, like, I found a guitar tone I thought was pretty cool. It wasn't, like, mega heavy, but had a decent amount of bite to it. And it's like, yeah, I feel like this hits both, both the where we want. Um, so I, I have a, I have a new music project now, and it's ABBA. But that sounds fun. Yeah, it, it is, it's cool. Like, my mom's a rocker. She's, she's really, a really cool person. I lucked out. 
I lucked out of her vagina. No. Sorry, someone texted me something. Oh, here we go. Yay, vagina, you did it. Yay. My Yay. other glad space is that I got like a $70 rebate for Menards, so I have, uh, have a lot of money I can go spend at the local hardware store. I'm just like, I don't know what I want. There are so many things. Dude, that's straight up Menarded. Ha! Ah. Don't encourage that. Christ. <laughs> now I have to cut <laughs> oh, this whole funny. bit. I'm kind of drunk. Should I have a third tonight? I shouldn't, but I might. I don't I'm know. I'm trying to drink less, but also I want to get drunk. No one's home. What are you glad about? Um, the new Warframe expansion came out. Hmm. Are you going to Warframe it up? So, well, this is the thing. Uh, you, you haven't played a whole lot of Warframe, right? We've played probably like 10 to 12 hours. Did you get to the part where it's like open world? Maybe. So all the open world maps are just like the same like they, they they'll tell like you get like a new story that's really cool but it's like you, you go outside and it's like a plane on earth and there's fishing and mining and random enemies will show up sometimes and it's like yeah i don't care and then they put one on venus and the venus open world it's like there's fishing and mining and then random enemies will show up it's like whatever um so they came out with a new one that's on one of mars's moons and the whole moon is overrun by infected, like, goo aliens. So, like, the whole planet's alive now. And there's so many, like, interesting things to it. Like, the animals you catch are all mutants, and the fish are mutants. And they don't have a day-night cycle. There are these two giant worms that shoot lasers at each other. So there's a blue one and a red one. And whichever one's, like, dominating the planet changes it. So that's the day-night cycle. Huh. Is these like gigantic, like otherworldly aliens that wrap around the planet, and they keep like blowing each other's heads off. And when whenever one like kills the other one, its head explodes. So it's raining red goo, and you want to collect all the red goo because it's a good material to use. Gay material. And I it's like, like it has so much personality. <laughs> it's all the same like level grind gameplay loop, but it's like it's so much fun to be there. And you could ride these giant dragonflies, like skateboards. Like, you can literally do, like, tricks off of them and, like, grind on rails. It's hilarious. <laughs> Here, before we leave, I want to send you... I've been painting my Warhammers. Oh, Ooh. I ended up getting some paint thinner. Uh, just, like, a big thing of it, so I can clean my brushes and, and actually keep using them and, and, and whatnot. That was a game changer. Should have done that a while ago. <laughs> Smells like shit. Probably will get cancer like Bob Ross did from Paint Thinner. Yay. But, you know, Warhammer's worth it, everybody. We like the Warhammer in this house. And uh, I'm, I'm having a lot more fun now that I have this. My The paint job is sloppy as fuck. There's, I, I am, it's not my fault entirely because there's just so many little goddamn details, right? But I really like the color scheme I got going. And now Ooh. that I have, like, some ease of switching colors and cleaning brushes and not having to, like, spend a couple minutes at it, I'm having a lot of fun again. That's good. I'm liking that, though. The uh, the copper, silver, and then gray on the weapons, or on the armor, um, is great. Like, this pops so well. Well, and, and I'm, I'm really loving the blue detailing. Yeah, I'm going That's with a the very, Death Skulls. Yeah, it's a very good accent. So... On this character I sent you, he's got, like, a buzzsaw on his shoulder pad. I was kind of thinking about doing that gold, but I don't know if that would be too much. 
Uh, you know what? Let me look at that again. I don't, I don't know. That might not be too much. Because I Maybe, wanted to give mm-hmm. at least one of them a bit of gold to to be like, this guy's the leader. But this, this, I don't know. I feel like it could be kind of cool if he had like a gold buzzsaw on his shoulder. I kind of like that, actually. That would be cool. Okay, I might try that. And then I'm going to do his, the bulk of his boots in black. It turns out I, I painted them all gray and I was like, you know what? I think, I think they need like either dark gray or black boots, but he's, uh, they're, they're coming along pretty well now. Um, my goal is to mix up a, a lighter green, like mix green and yellow, and then do maybe some dry brushing on the skin to bring out some highlights in the, in the skin texture. Cause right now it's just a flat green. And then I'm hoping a dark wash over like everything will cover a lot of the sloppy paint techniques because getting, getting this done without getting paint everywhere. I don't want it is being really, really hard. I think honestly, I think dry brushing would, would finish it very nicely. Okay. Have you done that? Yeah, I did it on the, um, yeah, that's how you got the, um, characters. the, yeah, the paneling on those. Yep. Um, I think, I think applying some dry brushing will, you could actually, you could kind of age it too. You could like, if you do it brown, it could make the, the, the machinery look like it's rusted a bit. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Or just dirty. Like you can actually lean into it a bit and actually make it messier while accidentally giving it more personality. Mm-hmm. For my one so, character, I tried to do, cause he's got a gun and so he's got like silver, black and gray on the gun and I'm not totally in love with the black now that it's dried i might go back to silver or gray yeah but you know the black might be a good base where if you do a few layers of dry brushing over the black it'll just look shaded that's true that's actually like you a really can, good idea you could maybe experiment if it's not coming out then just paint over the whole section but yeah if you're if you're careful with little baby steps you might accidentally come up with something cool the, the copper though holy shit does that shine really well that's it one looks. Of the things that's, it looks metallic. I love yeah. it. Well, that that's like one of the the nice things about these this enamel paint is I feel like the 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 metallics are super metallic. Like they have a lot of gloss on them, and they look they really pop. But then I have to deal with paint thinner, <laughs> so you know, pluses and minuses. So, uh, they do this like monthly painting competition on the Warhammer site. Oh yeah. Yeah, this was um this month's winner. If it loads. Come on, Facebook. Man, I really hate Facebook. Ooh. Holy shit. This looks fucking amazing. I don't even know how to describe this to people. <laughs> so it's a giant robot and he's like stabbing a, his techno lance into a guy. But the guy like his his blood is spewing out where the cut is. But it's being sucked into like a black hole that the robot is holding with one of his extra arms. Yeah. And so there's this cool effect where the blood like dri- it like arcs into a sphere that's like half empty. Like really just the sculpt alone is neat looking. The sculpt the, alone is amazing. The but paint the- job is really good. Jesus Christ, this paint job is good. Um, what I love though is the brass look on the metal. It looks like worn metal. It really <laughs> you know what does. I mean? Like it, I I think that that technique. Um, I think he used like four different brass paints 
Jesus. You know what I mean? Like there's there's layering and shading to it. Yeah. To to accent the light. And it's a level that like is way beyond what I can dissect. Like I'm looking at the green on the blade and it's like, okay, I did something like that on my gray knights. And then I'm looking at the the metal on the model and it's like I don't know how to do that myself. I've I've been tempted because I've been having so much fun with this to um get a set of I think it's Necrons, the the kind of zombie robots. Yeah, this is a Necron. Yeah, and 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 have my brother and my mom, and then my friend who uh, I play ping pong with. He really likes to do the kit bashing stuff. He doesn't paint things normally this small, but basically have all of us like build one and then paint it whatever fucking color scheme we want. That would be fun. Just to see what they come up with. But also, it's like I'm having a lot of fun with this. You should try this. This is cool. Like, here's the sprues. Here's everything. Like. Let's build a thing and paint it together. Like, and, and I don't care what color scheme you come up with. I want to display them all, and like, maybe I'll start a Necron army, and the and their their theme will be fuck it, and it'll just be whatever goddamn colors we want. So, do you know the the Necron lore? No. Um. So they they were like the top species in the universe, and they ruled everything. Well, fuck and, them. And well, the, that's the thing. They were so powerful that they they literally overthrew their gods, and it wasn't like we don't need gods anymore. It's like they went and found their gods and murdered them and turned their gods into slaves. Oh Jesus, that's actually pretty rad. And they there was a point where they weren't they were no longer like fulfilled in life, and they were they were fighting off some sort of evil chaos or whatever, and they were worried that the chaos would corrupt their perfection, and so. They like they came up with this solution that if they put themselves into metal bodies, then the chaos can't corrupt them anymore. Mm. So they walk through this portal where it pretty much it it transports their being into a metal body that was made, and then like centuries later, when they they realized that they weren't like satisfied in life anymore, they realized oh when we did that, I think it separated our souls from our minds, so that's why we don't have souls anymore. And they're basically just never happy, and they're all skeleton robots now without souls. Also, and then they, they have, like, laser spears, which are cool. Yeah. Um, and then they all got very sleepy, so they, like, went into these little... Like, they pretty much just, like, burrowed into the ground, and they hibernate in, in their, like, ancient Egyptian tombs. So, like, a million years later, it's the year 40,000, and they woke up. And they're waking up to a world where there's these humans and and orcs, and they're fighting over my planet like they own it. What the fuck's that about? <laughs> and so what I love is there's a lot of great fan art where there will be like an amazing like 40k battle going on, but then below the surface of the earth, there's like one Necron with a sleeping cap on, just enjoying his snooze. I'm I'm now looking at Necrons on on Warhammer because I am awful. <laughs> That that new Necron starter set's actually pretty cool. Um, I think I think Necron players have felt gypped for a long while. Holy shit! When did these are these always forty eight dollars? These are fucking expensive models. <laughs> yes, the forty k is rough. It, no, it's bullshit. The other ones I bought, like the orcs, are only like thirty. Yeah, Wait, I don't know which one are you looking at. Games Workshop and Arctivator. Like, all of these five sets are, like, 48 bucks, which is horseshit. I'm not gonna spend 48 fucking dollars on this. Oh, wait, these look different. 
I thought you were looking at like a different set here. No, these are just like the normal ones. When did they get this expensive? Did they go up because of COVID? Like I swear to God, no. these like immortals were not this expensive. So okay, two things. Um, the those ones you're looking at right now are the new ones that just came out. Oh. Also, I think they're more powerful. So you're not when you the problem with 40k if you just want to paint is that you're also paying for like the power level weighted in the game. Right. They they don't necessarily want to make one army that's like very effective and cost efficient because that encourages players to just go that way. Mm-hmm. So in a way, you're paying extra because the rules say that they have plus two armor. Uh, I think there are other Necron sets that are closer to what the orcs are. Right, because in I, in the rule book, they're not quite as special. I don't mind the I don't mind the thirty dollar price tag on some of this. Like I'm getting a decent amount of enjoyment for my thirty bucks. But there's a line there. Yeah. Wow. You know what? So I'm looking at the Necron page. They don't have the old ones at all. Those no, they are phased out. Down. Wow. So you might have to go. Oh, you know what? I bet you could go to eBay. Yeah, I'm on eBay right now. I'm and like through. strip some paint off of them. Well, I like to buy the uh, unopened because I the the fun is like building them. And I I posing. enjoy building them too. Yeah, it's it's fun. Well, I don't know. I I'm I'm, a, I'm iffy on this, but I I do think it would be cool to. I have a lot of like weird fucking hobbies, and it's sort of like, no guys, do this with me. It is legitimately a lot of fun. Please, I don't know. We can... I'm trying to find one with their one of their gods. We're at an hour sixteen. I don't know if you want to. Probably sort this to like new inbox. Whatever. Okay, cripes, we're still recording. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I remember. Um, only you. I said that last week, didn't I? I have no idea. I, don't listen I to feel the show. like hmm. I need a better out outro. What about? Um. I'm sorry. There, that works. <laughs> that works. That's pretty good. <laughs>